Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. I am your host, Erica Vieira. Beauty and the Vlog is a number one online community and weekly podcast dedicated to supporting content creators and influencers in beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. We provide insight into the business, branding, SEO, content creation, and more of what it takes to be a successful online influencer. We've got influencer interviews and in-depth discussions to help you achieve your goals and see results online. To get the most out of Beauty in the Vlog, make sure to join the Beauty in the Vlog Facebook group and check out our Beauty in the Vlog website for show notes and more. Also, if you're new, then welcome and please make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single weekly episode. So sit back, relax, and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Well, hello, beauties. Erica here with another interview for you. And uh, you guys are in for a real treat because this is a really cool interview. And uh, it is going to be in two parts because we did go on and on and on quite a bit. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you guys are going to love it. So my guest for this episode is Kimberlea, and I'm going to give you her bio. But before we do that, I do want to make sure that those of you listening, and if you're new, welcome to the podcast. And to get the most out of the beauty in the vlog and the podcast, make sure that you always check out the show notes affiliated with the episodes. There's a lot of information there, including links to all the things that the guest mentions and all their favorite things and stuff like that. And also make sure you sign up for our email newsletter. You'll get one newsletter a week just to keep you up and date on the podcast and everything mentioned during the episodes. And lastly, we do have a Facebook group and it's a, a great group. If you are an influencer and you're looking to connect with other influencers, we got a lot of people in there, a lot of chit chat going on. So definitely check it out and uh, become part of the influencer group there. All right. So Kimberlea, our guest for today, is a native Floridian who relocated to Los Angeles in 2012 with only 200 bucks, her one-year-old daughter, and no job. She was looking for a change of scenery after a tough breakup with her ex. Now a single mom and former lawyer, she struggled to find work even with her academic background. She finally landed a corporate job and worked herself to death for three years. During that time in 2015, she started posting videos on YouTube as a creative outlet with the secret hope that she could make enough money to one day quit her day job. It was one of the best decisions that she has ever made. She was able to quit her job after less than a year on YouTube. Kimberlea now has nearly 100,000 subscribers, 4.5 million video views, and is a rising star in the YouTube world. I really love chatting with Kimberlea. She's super analytical in the way that she approaches her YouTube and I love that she started her YouTube channel with the attention of making it and basically the idea of like failure is not an option. So she went full throttle with her channel and um, I just really enjoyed chatting with her and she's you know she was working full-time she was a single mom so she has a really inspiring story and she shared a ton of tips and I know you guys are going to love this episode part one and part two all right well without further ado here's the interview well hello Kimberlea hi welcome to the show thank you so you know for those of you listening, I've been wanting to bring people on and I've been getting people asking me like, I want people that have achieved success, 
but they're new and they're kind of like they jumped in maybe a, a year ago, a couple years ago. And so I've had a few people on the show and that's kind of where Kimberlea fits in because you've had some good success in like the two years that you've been on YouTube. So I think, you know, what you have to offer and your background, I think people will really, really kind of enjoy your perspective on things. So let's uh, just jump right in. And just the first question I ask everybody that comes onto the podcast is what inspired you to start a YouTube channel? (laughs) I love this question. It's kind of a twofold answer. Because um, I started a channel back in 2010. And I had started that channel with the intention of answering and this is going to sound weird fans, um, because I was an actress and I was doing some projects and they were kind of going a little bit more mainstream at the time. I totally don't do that anymore. But at the time, I had a growing social media presence. And I wanted to respond to people in a way that was better than just leaving a tweet or some kind of, you know, text over the internet. So I created sort of a way to do Q and A's and then that went dormant because of the fact that I got pregnant. So surprise, life changer. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I don't know if I want to be on a set for 12 hours a day or more. And, um, I was also just graduating from law school. So I kind of put that on hold and didn't really touch it again until, like I said, two years ago, I re, uh, reappeared on YouTube. And the reason I did that is, uh, ironically or coincidentally my daughter. So it kind of, goes full circle because at three years old, she asked me, mom, can I have my own YouTube channel? And I was just kind of blown away by that. I said, why would you need one of those? But, um, she had been watching YouTube kids for about a year at the time. So she just got inspired and she wanted her own channel. So I actually started hers and then I just opened mine back up to the world. Wow. So you figured that because you're, um, your daughter was like, you know, I want to get on, on there. So I, I, you, you said, okay, I'm going to help you out. I'll let you do your channel. What's her, what's her channel all about? Uh, her channel, her, her channel is just Shyla Holland and she just does whatever she wants, sort of mm-hmm. like me. I mean, she does like toy unboxings tomorrow. She's going to do a little like a uh, stick on fingernail friend fruit things. And she just does like some challenges and things like that. And we do some together. So she just has fun. Yeah. So is that something that, that you, you spend time and do with her together as like a little, I do. Mm-hmm. And we love it. And she asked me all the time, mom, can we do another video? Mom, when are we going to do a video? How many people liked my video? Did anyone subscribe? I mean, she's a businesswoman. She's yeah. an entrepreneur at five. It's crazy. She's just funny. That's really that's so crazy. So you said she started she started her channel at three. Yes. So, so you guys have been doing video. hers for a few years. Yeah. So her first video was a few months before mine. So we've been. I think the anniversary of her first video is actually today or yesterday. Oh really? Yeah. So oh her first video, and then from there, she just loved it so much. So we just kept going. How many subscribers does she have? Um, I think she has around twenty thousand. Wow. Probably. Good for yeah. her. That's crazy. Start her <laughs> young. Wow. And then how yeah. often do you upload for her? Um, not often. That's why I really, I feel ashamed because I want to do it more, but as you probably know and how, and, and creators know just managing my channel yeah, and that's because of the itself. Yeah. Because of the size of it right now, I have so many emails and projects and I'm at YouTube a few times a week and it's just, yeah, I'm at the space. So it's hard, but I'm going to do it. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be something that's a constant and I'm going to do it. So. Yeah, especially if she wants to do it and it's something fun you guys do together. Exactly. That's that's cute. So what were you doing before you decided to get back on board with YouTube? Well, um, I was living in Florida 
And I did move here, uh, like I think five years ago or four years ago. And right before I started doing YouTube, I had been working in corporate for three years. So, you know, I would, I was struggling before then, because like I said, I moved from Florida. So it was 3000 miles away from my family. I knew no one here. I worked my way up to a real job because I trust me my feet were bleeding. I was walking around trying to get a job, mm-hmm. moved here on a whim, like a one. I was say, what brought you out to LA from Florida? <laughs> I, when I was an actress, I did a lot of things in LA and I actually had an apartment in Hollywood where I would go and, um, it was right near the sets and it would be really Mm -hmm. convenient. Then I had one in Florida as well in Jacksonville. So I would travel back and forth and I, I felt like right before I got pregnant, I was working on a big project and I was determined to come back to California because I felt like I never crossed the bridge here. I felt Mm -hmm. like I got here and then I got pregnant and I had to go back home and I just felt something in me that I was supposed to be in California. And it's totally true. So (laughs) wow. You had already had your daughter at that point. I did. I went through a um, pretty bad breakup. I had a fiance at the time and Mm. we actually, uh, stranger danger. It was like, we just met. (laughs) Yeah. We had a baby together and it was very unexpected. And um, so because of that, we are really good friends and nothing more, but we tried to have the relationship. But after the breakup, I moved here Mm. to sort of rebuild my life and kind of get back on the path. Yeah. So that's how I got here. Gotcha. So you said that you were working in corporate America. And then at the time, that's that's what you're doing when you started your, your own YouTube channel. Correct. So I had been working in corporate for three years and I was, you know, busting my butt every day Mm -hmm. and I was getting up at 4am and I couldn't spend any time with my daughter. And I always felt like my creativity and, um, who I was, was always stifled. Cause like, look, I couldn't wear a lot of makeup. I couldn't look sexy. Like Mm -hmm. I just had to be this straight and narrow corporate drone. Yes. (laughs) And I couldn't stand it. I mean, one time I got, I think I got a little bit fancy one day and I wore some eyeliner and my boss said, you look like you're tired. And I was just like, like okay, I can't thanks. take it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, I need to express myself. So when you started your channel, were you still working? And then at what I point was. did you just like quit your job to do your channel? Like, where did that transition? Because I know that's a big transition for a lot yeah. of people too. Well, um, I was working and what I would do, and I'm going to shout out Roberto Blake. I don't know if you guys know him, but he does have a channel that helps other YouTubers. Oh, yeah, he was on the podcast. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Awesome. And he's a good friend of mine. And, um, before I ever started the YouTube channel, I started listening to his channel on my headphones at work. So Mm -hmm. while I was working, um, I was also listening on my headphones and I just would write down things I should know about starting a YouTube channel. So I had a little bit of, uh, knowledge, but not everything. So Mm -hmm. I didn't know everything and I still don't, we never will, but I decided, you know, I'm ready I think I have the core understanding of what to do. And I was working, I was working a real nine to six every day, Mm -hmm. um, had my daughter and I just little by little started, uh, building my channel up from there. And I think I just, you know, one night just did my first video was like a DIY. I don't even remember video. I think it was like how to do your eyebrows at home or something. And from there, I just would literally, I would edit in my car on my lunch break in oh in the garage. Oh my yeah. God. So I even have pictures. And I was like, when I do a story one day on Draw My Life or something, I'm going to put these pictures of me editing in my car because I took them because I was just like, this is a memory. I have to show people that I'm like crunched up in my car um, editing my videos. <laughs> but Oh my God. That's, that's crazy. It. And then, uh, so when did you, when did you have time to film? 
What I would do is, um, I would wait till my daughter went to sleep at night and it was probably around like nine or 10 and I would, uh, go in the other room or sometimes I would film a video and then do a voiceover. Mm -hmm. So I could be quiet while I was doing the video and then do the intro later and just do the voiceover when she's sleeping. Right. So Mm -hmm. I did, uh, I did a lot of that or I would film in my bathroom and like, you know, she couldn't hear me. Mm -hmm. So And then what I would do is I would film at night and then the next day I would edit that video at lunch and then the next night I would put it out. So. Wow. So when you started your channel, like how often were you uploading? I have never uploaded. I have always uploaded once a week for two years. I've never missed a week. Yeah. So once a week when I first started or twice if I could get them in, Mm -hmm. but I've just, I learned consistency was really uh, valuable for YouTube. So I've never missed a week in two years. So um, you started off uh, and you're uploading like once a week. Um, And so it sounded like you, you kind of like did some of your homework beforehand. I mean, you spent some time um, listening to Roberta Blake and, um, you know, probably studying YouTube and things like that. So when you started, did you have the idea that that you wanted to transition out of your corporate job? Or were you just thinking, I'm just going to do this as a hobby? With with my daughter. I'm like, no, 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 no. (laughs) I knew this is a job. I want to have a new career. Mm -hmm. So just like any new career, you you tell yourself this is serious. You know, I'm switching a career Mm -hmm. and I have to find my niche, so to speak, and like find what I'm good at. But I had no intentions of making this a hobby. From day one, I was like, it's do or die. Really? (laughs) I move out of this position, which I told myself that I would be out of that job in a year. Said, oh, wow. Okay. So you, you had it down. Yeah. So I'm going to leave this job in a year. Wow. Um, and then, oh, so that, so you went in with the perspective, like, this is it. I'm going to make this happen. Yep. I'm going to make some, I'm going to replace my income or base, you know, and, and make this happen and do this full time. Correct. And I started, I'm just looking at my YouTube channel right now. I started mm-hmm. on August 16th in 2015. So, um, a year later, is exactly when I quit my job. Wow. So how many subscribers were you at a year later? Um, I think I was just getting on 15,000. I, I had within the first eight months of my channel, I had 4,000. So this okay. just gives you an idea. So in the first eight months, I had 4,000. And then what ended up happening is Roberto Blake did a review on my channel. Mm-hmm. And I think it was in July. So that was almost a year, you know, since I had my channel. Mm-hmm. So I had about 4,500 um, subscribers. And then when I decided to go full time, full blast, 100% all of my time, I went from 4,000 to 40,000 within just a few months. Was that after you had the, the review of your channel? After I had the review of my channel. Wow. So 4,000 to 40,000, you said in four months, basically. Yeah, just a few months. I mean, it was just like a few months went by and I was like, oh my goodness, how did this happen? I mean, like I was happy, but I was just like, what? And that's, and that's after you, you quit your job. Right after, because it was in July that I um, started doing it full time. And you had about, you had 
4,000 when you quit your job or yeah, or, oh, you had 4,000 when you quit your job. So were you mm-hmm. even supporting yourself or making an income from your um, YouTube channel? I was, I was. And, um, there are some tips I can give. Um, number one is if you have a significant other, you can move in together. That's yeah. one tip. Um, <laughs> save some money. Um, so that was my first, uh, thing. My boyfriend's been really supportive of my goals and dreams and he's been working in affiliate marketing and the affiliate world for a long time. Oh. Owns, yeah. He coupon So, um, he was very familiar with how I could make my income from being an affiliate and I'm an affiliate for, Oh God, like over a hundred companies. It's so funny. Cause that's one of the things that I wrote down in watching your videos that I want to talk to you about, because I okay. noticed that you're very, you know, and I think that's great. Cause for me, even at the same time, I'm still, I'm thinking, you know what, I should like start doing more affiliate stuff because I don't really do anything. And I'm like, I really should too, because it's all, it's all about multiple streams of income when you're, when you're doing, you know, digital, anything influencer marketing or anything like that. So I'll come back to that. Cause I definitely want to talk to you about it. And then knowing that your significant other does it, I'm sure you have a lot of insight into that world. So I'm writing that down. Yeah, I have to owe that to him for the most part. Um, well, for almost everything, because uh, I didn't know anything about affiliate marketing or anything when I first met my boyfriend. And then that's also what inspired me to go this route because I've seen his success and Mm -hmm. he was working from home when we met and I just was a little bit jealous of (laughs) his lifestyle. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, he knew I had these goals and we want to spend more time together and I'm very creative and I don't want that to go to waste. And like I said, you know, I asked my job many times, like I was saying my creativity is being wasted because I asked them many times if I could get into web because I wanted to do something with, um, social or something on the web with your corporate job. Yes. Yeah. And, and I had that. the background. Yeah. I had the background and experience. I went through five interviews and it was after that I got very emotional about them kind of throwing me under the bus and not giving me that opportunity yeah. when I had been a loyal employee for three years and moved my way up six positions. And yeah. I just felt, like, yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, but they're very selfish about where you are, you know, and the yeah. people that had me working in that department didn't want to see me go. So mm-hmm. I understand that, mm-hmm. but it's selfish in the fact that you're not letting somebody pursue their goals and dreams and be passionate about what they do. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent because then they'll lose you, which they did. Yeah, they did. I'm like, look at me now. But, um. Um, totally. So, okay. So you said at 4,000, you quit your job and you're yeah. able to do it because um, you have, you know, your, your boyfriend supports you in some way financially. Part. Some ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still obviously had my own stuff. Um, mm-hmm. the rent is mostly the thing that I didn't have to worry yeah. about, but I still had, you know, your car, your this, your that. I mean, yeah. I have your loans daughter. from school. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you, you know, like law school is not cheap. Mm-hmm. So the thing I can emphasize is that, um, I believe, wait, let me see what year that was. Yes. Okay. So, um, in the first year that I did it, my income was around 10,000. The first year that you quit your job? The first year that I did YouTube. Okay. Oh, so that was even before you quit your job. Right. So it was that year before. Yeah. And then that was from AdSense plus like affiliate marketing? Yes. What about sponsorships with brands? I didn't start doing sponsorships and I'm very picky about them even now. Um, I didn't start doing those until I had around 20 or 30,000 subscribers. Okay. And then um, so... So you were like kind of making a little bit of money when you quit, but realistically, it's like, 
it didn't replace your it didn't replace your income from it didn't, your job. It, no, it didn't replace it, but I could see, and this is this is just uh, I mean it's obvious to me, but I don't know how obvious it is to other people, mm-hmm. but you, there's a snowball effect. Yeah. So you were on when the you, path. You can do the math and you can mm-hmm. say, Okay, well pff, I did this and I made that. Now if I do if I do double that and then I make double this, then mm-hmm. um, now I am equivalent to what I was doing before I quit. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but back then I could see it multiplying and I said, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. And then, and so, um, okay. So you quit your job and then in a matter of months you grew like exponentially. So what did you do at that point when you quit your job that you think made you shoot up like that? A lot of things. Um, but I'll give you kind of what I've experienced when I go back through all my analytics and things like that. And these are really great tips for anyone because everyone is going to have these struggles. And even I have, even I am right now, I'm rebranding my whole channel and I have just in the past few days as well. And it's a growing experience. So you see something working, you're going to repeat those things. And then you see something that doesn't work. You might want to just throw that away because you might want to focus more on what's working. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, what really catapulted my channel is pop sockets. And I don't know if you know, I don't know, but then like I was studying (laughs) your channel because I always spend some time on the the people's channel before they come on the show. And I'm like, what is this? I saw that you had all these pop socket videos and they had like tons of views. (laughs) And I'm like, what the hell is this? And I start, I watched a couple of them. I'm like, Oh, it's like a little phone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, this is funny, but also Mm -hmm. I just want to kind of encourage people that, you know, I hear negative things and positive things and my channel is unique. And I want to encourage other people that if they have a channel, that's not exactly cut and dry, for example, if they're, if they like beauty, but they also love gymnastics, I'm just making this up. And they're like, well, I have to be a beauty channel because if I'm beauty and gymnastics, I'm never going to make it. I understand that. And I know a lot of people say niche down and you have to have a niche and I totally get it. And I, if I had to give advice to someone starting right now, I would say, yes, if you can do that, by all means have a niche, but someone like me too, I'm just like dynamic and all over the place. And I, yeah, so my channel is variety channel and you can think of it as variety TV show or variety, you know, uh, I don't know. So there's just, there's something new all the time. And one thing I just want to emphasize is if you can find something you really love, like let's say you collect rocks Mm -hmm. and you would be surprised how many millions of people also collect rocks. Oh yeah. (laughs) So it's, that's how pop sockets really happened for me because I'm obsessed with them and, uh, yeah, people love my obsession. So, so wait, so back to my question about what you did specifically. Yes. So Uh what I did specifically, I, when I had the review with Roberto Blake, Mm -hmm. um, I wrote down, I literally started doing things as he was reviewing my channel. So I'd have the, I had the video up in my YouTube and then I was on my channel fixing things and understanding what I was doing wrong because I knew nothing about descriptions, tags, titles, Uh, Okay. even though I told you that I watched Roberto's videos and everything, I wasn't in depth with Mm -hmm. the analytics and the SEO. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. when I really sat down with my channel, I realized there was a lot of missing links that I had to go back, not links like URLs, I'm saying like links (laughs) together. Metaphorically speaking. (laughs) Right. There are all these links that I had to put together. And um, what ended up happening for me is I 
did that. I made sure that I was going forward. I didn't really go back and change too much because as you know, things, they get stale on YouTube. So yeah. might as well just take it forward. And like whatever you learned yesterday, yesterday, just carry right it forward. To tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Like going back in time and eh, you're going to miss that little window of opportunity that already was had, you know? So I, from there on out, I gave all of my time to doing everything that I think I still continue to do today. So spending a lot of time on my subscribers, spending a lot of time with companies, um, learning about products and making it fun to talk about something mundane, because if you can take someone's mundane product and turn it into something really exciting, Mm -hmm. that's different. I mean, people are going to recognize your personality and your talent to do that. So the advice I could give that I did differently or the things I did differently was I paid attention to my titles. I started understanding the way that YouTube wants things to be presented and how you would necessarily, how do you say it, gain the attention of a subscriber, better thumbnails, Mm -hmm. uh, trending topics, using things like uh, Google Trends and finding out what's what's interesting to people? Like, what are they searching? And trust me, I'm still doing this. So this is a work in progress. You always have to know how YouTube's changing. This is your business. So Mm -hmm. it's never going to be that I know everything. It might change tomorrow and I have to kind of change up the way I do things. So, yeah, I mean, I think, um, one of the things I think is, is interesting when you're talking about like, you know, your channel being a variety channel and Granted, you know, a lot of people say it and recommend and I recommend too. um, you know, finding your niche. But I think one of the things and I hate to say this because so many of the people listening fall into this category. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when it comes to something like beauty, it's like it's almost not a niche anymore because it's so competitive yeah. that there's so many people doing beauty that for you to say, I'm going to be a beauty channel and I'm going to review and that's my niche because I'm honest right. and this and that. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not even a dime a dozen. You're a dime a freaking I know hundreds, you know, so it's so competitive. So in a way, when you're able to kind of find something, you know, you could, I think, you know, I think it's still great for people that do beauty channels and all that. But um, I think if you have something else to offer in addition yeah. to that, like, I think in a way you should try, I always say, you know, have, find your niche and like do 80, maybe 80% of the videos, 75% of the videos do niche and then experiment with that last, yes, you know, quarter or 15% and experiment every now and then. Cause you just never know what's going to stick. And like, you might find something like what you did with this pop, pop socket, pop rocket, mm-hmm. pop, is that pop, pop socket, socket that yep. like really hit a chord and you're like, okay, well, you know, this, this got me like a hundred thousand views. I'm going to make more pop rock, rocket yep. videos. So what happened specifically with the pop okay. rocket? Yeah. Okay. So what happened was, and this is, I love this story and it, I won't, you know, it's not a long story, but it's just an interesting story. So it was one night I'm making it all dramatic. One night I came home from work. I was tired. <laughs> no, I really was. You have the perfect voice for that too. I have to say like, oh, you thanks. should do like meditation videos or something. Cause you've got like a really good voice for, for that kind of thing. So people always tell me that they're like, can you just talk? Yeah. Okay. You should like just teach yoga classes too or know. do something. Um, well, part of my new strategy, and we'll, we can talk about that again, mm-hmm. is um, I'm rebranding my channel. So we're going to see some new stuff. And one of them is I'm going to be do- doing a lot more voiceovers. Mm. Um, people just you have love a great voice. 
they say, oh, please do voiceovers of mm-hmm. my videos. I'm like, fine. But the pop pockets, <laughs> I came home one night from work. I was really tired. And I don't know. I was waiting for something in the mail. And you know, we get so excited about things we order. Yes, it's just, it's so it's just one of those things. It's like, oh I'm, having, oh, I'm having such a bad day at work. And then you look over and you're like, a package for me <laughs> from Nordstrom. Like, you ordered yes. it. <laughs> You're like, oh my goodness! And I got it, and I was like, oh my god, this is my pop socket. And basically, you know, pop sockets had just come out um, just a few months, probably before this video that I decided to do on a whim. And by the way, I was pretty skinny when I did that video. I'm a naturally thin person, but just so you know, everyone calls me Skeletor and stuff when they're watching that video. Oh, so really? I get a lot of, get a lot of hate. Oh. Um, but I was, you know, a lot thinner, so whatever. But um, I came home and I was like, oh my gosh, my package. And what it was, I was just excited that um, I was getting this phone grip thing. And because I love technology and I've always been a techie, I was like, you know, I'm just going to do a video on this because like, this is something that people need. And the whole reason I started my channel, which we can go into the whole beauty reasons. Da, yeah, da, da, da. I, I do want to talk about that. Too, I didn't yeah. start. Yeah, it's really important for people to know this. I didn't start my channel with any intention of being a beauty, anything. I actually was not a beauty person. I didn't even hardly wear makeup. Anyway, mm. so it was just funny because I started my channel to help people. So everyday tips, that's really what I wanted to go for. So mm. my channel is a little bit transitioning back into that, which I rebranded to say how to's, life hacks and must haves. So it's mm. sort of new, my new brand mm-hmm. just yesterday. So okay, <laughs> that yeah. just started. That's good. Uh, I like that. Yeah. So that's my new theme. But before I didn't have one. So I thought this would be a great thing to show people like, hey, moms or like, hey, ladies or hey, anybody, you have a big phone like mine. This pop socket is awesome. So I just did an unboxing and I was so excited about it that I just look crazy in the video because I'm like, pop sockets, these are just so cool. Mm-hmm. And somehow people just either thought I was really stupid and just watched the video because they wanted to cringe or um, they actually thought it was cool. So it just went haywire and sort of started gaining a lot of momentum. Hmm. And musically was one of the reasons why it started doing so well, because people were downloading the musically lap, musically lap, musically app. That's really hard to say. And using a pop socket to stabilize their phone. So they were okay, wait, wait, I just that went over my head. What, yeah. is, what does the music app have anything to do with PopSocket? Have so anything music- to do with your video? <laughs> so, Musically is a very big teeny bopper app. I don't know if people have heard of it. Um, I had not heard of it before, but Musically is a lip syncing app, and you get to listen to like your favorite songs and you lip sync them and you act like you're a star and whatever. So, when you have your phone in your hand, it's very easy to grip it if you have a grip and you can move it around. and people started using pop sockets to stabilize their phone. It's really mm. good for selfies and for videos. So yeah, almost- I'm wondering if it's like for, for so I'm, I'm thinking too, is it, it's like good for like Insta stories and Snapchat and yeah, things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I use them. Now I, I kind of want one. I want to try it. I <laughs> I go give you one. one. I have over a hundred of them. So, <laughs> okay. you know, if you want one, <laughs> you know. Um, but I started, you know, this video and people were like, oh my God can you do one on? And there was like a list, like a hundred videos deep. Basically people were like, can you show me how to use it? Can you show me how, what it does? Can you show me how to position it? Can you? And I'm like, I am not the owner of this company. Yeah. It seemed like people were thinking that I invented it. Uh Oh, and, and so you, this was like just the one random video you decided to upload. You're like, Oh, this thing is cool. I want to talk about it. Yeah. One random video. And then and then at what point did you see it kind of start to gain momentum? Like right after you oh, uploaded it or did it take some time? No, 
No, that's the weird thing. I've had several videos, a couple of my newer ones too, that they were basically stagnant. Like I would post it and I'm like, oh, no one cares about me. Cry. And then like two months later, I'm like, why did my revenue go up? You know, you're just, you're on to new videos and you're Mm -hmm. kind of like, what is going on here? And you have to kind of look through your analytics and you're like, what? A video from two months ago? Mm -hmm. So that's sort of what happened. It just started gaining traction. And because not a lot of people were doing videos on that product, people were questioning the of what it was. Mm-hmm. And they were coming to YouTube. And I was one of the only people that had the videos. So naturally, they had no choice. <laughs> yeah. So I almost wonder if it was just like timing in the sense that those things independently of themselves started gaining more popularities. And then people started looking them up exactly. more. And you happen to be like one of the people on there that that would did a video on it randomly. So it's not like you even selected to do this video because you <laughs> knew it was a trending topic or because you knew nope. it was popular. It was just something that personally interested you that you thought people should know about. Yep. And, you know, I think what th- this can happen to anyone because, you know, there are just so many products out there. And I think what really started, I guess, making me continue to do pop stock is wasn't just because that video did well, because I've had other videos that have gone over a hundred thousand in a few months and things like that, but I haven't I haven't said to myself, I want to do another one of these. But the reason why I really wanted to do another one is because I was the most authentic self when I was doing those videos. Yeah. And people can see that and they wanted me. People do these videos all the time. I'm not the only one that that does them. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, there's something about me, I guess. I mean, Mm -hmm. that they liked watching it. Either they want to make fun of me, which is fine. If you're making fun of me, keep on coming because I'm rolling in anyway. Exactly. But they loved it. And they're just like, can you please do it? Cause I'm like, Hey guys, other people are already doing one on how to remove it. Why do you want to see it from me? Yeah. But you know, you make things different and you make things interesting. You bring your want. own perspective. Yeah. And experiences. Exactly. Uh, so you did that first pop socket and then did that increase your, your subscribers at all? Or like oh, did that yeah. help your, you yeah. grow to that 40,000? No, not the 40,000. Um, that helps me get kind of where I was when, uh, Roberto did my review. Mm. Cause when he did my review, I only had a couple of pop sockets videos out and, and they were back from February. So I started, you know, I had posted one in February and then I had the review in July. Mm-hmm. So I had only done a couple by the time Roberto reviewed my channel, but it's interesting that if you, if people don't really know this, or maybe they do, if you have one video that gets um, let's just pretend like 50,000 views, you may get 50,000 subscribers. I mean, that sounds like what, I mean, that doesn't always happen, but if a lot of people tend to like that video, you could end up getting a lot of subscribers from just that one video that did really well. Mm -hmm. So I had several of those and also had at the same time, I have some DIY videos from way back, um, that were just so put together so fast, like do it yourself lighting and do it yourself. Ikea blinds were some of my first videos Mm. and they just started pretty much skyrocketing as well. And people were like, I just subscribed. I just subscribed. And I was like, really? Cause I put that video together in two minutes last night. Like I was just amazed that those were the videos that were gaining me um, recognition. Yeah. Recognition. It was really interesting. So did you initially start, it sounded like when you first started your channel, you, you started with the intention of doing like more of a variety channel, right? I actually wanted to do a channel that was self-help DIYs and how to's for women. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, I started out doing just helpful things. It doesn't even have to be about 
um, just I wanted to do how, how to get smooth skin, um, my microblading, my brows experience, mm-hmm. how to install blinds. I wanted to just teach people everyday things that were really interesting, like they could save money or easier ways to do things. And then my channel, I really wanted to touch on this. This was something I'm glad you went here. I really wanted to keep going in that direction. And had I done that from the beginning, I think my channel might even be, be larger in some ways, because if you're very consistent and you have a lot of videos that are um, other things people can watch, like if they come for a DIY and they realize you have 10 more DIY projects, they're going to want to subscribe and keep watching those. But because I didn't stay on the same train, um, some people might have been like, well, she had two how-tos. Now she has pop sockets. Now she has her daughter. Like, yeah, I'm it's all over the place. Yeah, that's why yeah. niching like niching, niching, I never know, niching down is important just because that's, I was going to ask you, so what kind of subscribers did you get when you kind of randomly had these like random DIY and random here? Like, were you getting subscribers that would watch all your videos or would they just kind of subscribe or only watch a couple? Exactly. Um, I still have an unhealthy ratio between subscribers and my video views, which is not that important to me right now. And I can explain why, because I have a more business uh, whatever you want to say, train of thought. Yeah. But yes, like my goals are different than maybe the average YouTube creator. But, um, I, I do have subscribers of all kinds. My demographic is very, very wide. I have 11 year olds to 40 year olds. So Mm -hmm. it's really, really crazy. And not everyone's going to watch, want to watch my content, which is why I'm creating some series on my channel coming, coming up in the next month or two. And people are going to know, this series is about that. And this mm-hmm. one's about this. And if you want to come on Saturdays, you're going to see that. And I was gonna say, are you going to make it? That's what I've, I've told. Cause I do the same thing. Like I'll, I help, I work with clients and YouTubers and when they have a variety channel like this, you know, I think it's, it's great to kind of keep up that variety, but you know, kind of niche the variety a yes. little bit, but also I to am. like people do love consistency at the end of the day and like to keep it separate. I mean, to keep that, that variety, but like maybe make the days that you upload it like, okay, I'm going to do a DIY on Monday right. or I'm going to do a cooking one on Fridays or something like that. Is that what you're, is that what you're doing? Yes. Not really, because I don't want to, I'm kind of one of those people that you want to keep it open. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. I don't really want to say like, Oh, every, but I post every Saturday. And what I do is I do Saturdays, it's subscriber Saturdays. So those videos are going to be ones where it's pop sockets. You know, it's something Mm -hmm. that I know my subscribers are diehard for. Mm -hmm. Um, it's something that's going to get me the most views, so to speak, because I know that that's something they really, really want. And then I, I upload two, three, four times a week, depending on my schedule. So, um, my series are going to be broken down. I'm coming out with a beauty series, which I wanted to kind of touch on the beauty thing and why my channel started turning into beauty, but it wasn't doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, the beauty industry, we all know there's tons of money in it. And these companies are willing to just, you know, they'll pay for that face and they'll pay for their, their brand to be recognized. And I would go to these beauty events and because I have a unique look or, you know, I looked a certain way, brands would approach me and say, Oh my gosh, you know, we love your look and we love your face and we love your whatever. Mm-hmm. And they would give me these products. And I was like, but I'm not a beauty channel. Yeah, what am I going to do with these? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was very much instigated to do videos that I wasn't really passionate about mm-hmm. because I was being forced kind of like they were forcing my hand and I felt bad because here we are getting like L'Oreal or something. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're like, yeah. can't say no. Yeah. But it destroyed my channel because I, I wasn't able to niche down enough to where people knew I was a beauty channel. So it kind of interfered with my goals. 
And mm-hmm. it made me upset because people wouldn't watch. You know, I, there's videos on my channel that are like 200 views and nobody wants to watch it. Yeah. So I've learned the hard way that that's just not going to work. And I'm coming out with a beauty series, but uh, you'll have to wait and see because it's definitely different. No one's got something like this. So mm-hmm. um, I've learned from from the past that that just wasn't, I'm not a beauty person. So yeah. Um, I'm, I love beauty and I love makeup, but I'm just an average girl. I don't know how to do foundation. Right. And, uh, it's just not going to work. So, yeah. So, but so you're doing, you're doing series almost in the sense of it, it, you won't necessarily stick to a specific schedule, but you in your mind have planned out, say like a 10 video series and yep. you'll, you'll release every couple of weeks or something like that, or every week, whatever. Every and then week, you'll have yep. that as a playlist on your channel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a, a definitely another way to do it. But the only thing is that for a lot of people, sometimes that's hard to like stick yeah. to. And sometimes they need the days to kind of keep them on track. But I think that's another really great way to do it because ultimately the end goal is to be providing, like you said, that that amount of content so that people that do subscribe, you happen to catch that say, do you are they catch that beauty one if they like that particular video, and they see there's other ones and you're right. uploading it, right. then 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 they ha- they know they have something to, to to watch from you. And then there might be something else you're doing also that might pique their interest too. So exactly. Yeah, I think that's that's I, smart. It's, it's something different. And I I'm like I said, my new theme is how to's life hacks and must haves. So pop sockets falls into must haves. It's something I think you must have if you have a phone. And that's probably almost all of us. I know. Apparently, I'm like, I don't have one. And I feel like I must have this pop. You're you're selling it to me just during this interview. I'm like, I want a pop. Yeah, (laughs) you need one. You need one. Um, So those are my must haves, you know, and there's going to be other ones. And Mm -hmm. that's how I'm going to categorize things that I want to showcase that are products and, and a subscription box or something that I think you must have. And, um, my life hacks are going to be some of the body hack videos I've done on my corsets and, Mm -hmm. um, my tanning videos. And I think once people understand the cohesiveness that I'm coming up with, Mm -hmm. they're going to see why all this stuff makes sense on my channel. But before that, it was really hard to gauge why. You know, like, why is she doing this? And why is she doing that? Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes it takes time. That's the thing, too. Like when I talk to people and I work with people and sometimes they've been at their channel for a little bit and it it takes it's like a growing period. Like sometimes it takes, you know, some people get it out of the gate. Some people know out of the gate. They got it. I got this thing. I'm going to do it. And sometimes it just takes time, like six months to a year to almost figure out and a lot of people do end up started in beauty but they find that they're just not as passionate about it or like they're not into it and they realize like okay they're not getting views people can sense it but this random video I did which I wanted to do because I was interested now that's getting views and you're like okay well maybe you should transition and all that stuff so um you know it takes time and I wouldn't for people listening like I definitely would not um you know, I wouldn't feel like, oh my God, like I, you know, I wouldn't feel bad about it. If I take your time and figure it out, but I think yes. it's something to definitely like be aware of and, and to, it's something to reflect. Cause if you've been doing your, your, your channel for like, you know, six months to a year and you're finding, you're finding maybe that like some videos are doing better than others or you enjoy doing some videos better than others. That's, it's something to like really listen to your intuition and really like tune into that to figure out, okay, where are you, where are you going to be? Um, that, what are you going to be on YouTube basically? Exactly. You know, some people get it at the gate. Some people know, and other people like, like you, it, it takes time to just figure it out and they get that feedback from people and they just experience it. Exactly. I'm going through my analytics and, you know, people might not understand where my direction is going, but I know where I'm going. That's the thing. 
they're not going to see it until it comes out. They're not going to see it until it's all done and it's branded and they're going to say, oh, whoa. Now I get it. Yeah. Yeah, But what you just said is what I've been doing for the past year and a half Mm -hmm. is I go back through everything. I real I I'm the first person that will know which which ones suck and which ones do well. And I don't ever want to tell people that anything sucks because honestly, some of my most loyal subscribers have come from videos that have gotten only like a thousand views. Yeah. Um. You just you just don't want to discount it because those are a thousand people that are sitting there watching your video. And how rude would it be to be like, oh, that was a piece of crap. Yeah. I know you guys liked it, but that was a waste of your time. Yeah. So it's not. And and I I treat every video like it's it's amazing because I do vlogs and people don't you know really want to watch them I put one up last night only has like 500 views Mm -hmm. but the thing is that's fine to me I'm not going to beat myself up over oh the other day I had 10,000 views on that and I only have 400 on here but those are some of my most loyal and I'm about to say this uh purchasers Mm -hmm. so I'm just yeah (laughs) so um or action takers in a way yeah Yeah. that's that's what I kind of mean like they are going to like listen to me because I'm a role model of some kind. So if I'm doing something, they they know I'm truthful. They know I'm honest. They know I'm fun. They know I'm there to give them advice and help and whatever I'm talking about. So those people are going to purchase the things that I love and they're going to take action on the things I love. And who doesn't want that? Exactly. So I think that's awesome that 500 people watch that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And then for you, if you feel like, um, I feel like with like vlogs and things like that, like people are only going to watch them if they like care about you, you know, like I personally, me personally, I don't watch vlogs like anybody's vlogs, but I know I've talked to enough people, interviewed enough people, worked with enough people to know that vlogs almost in a way is you're not doing a vlog to go viral for it to like, you know, to gain new subscribers. What you're doing is to further strengthen the community that you have and make those people more loyal and make those people more connected and committed to you and your channel and all the content that you put up. So in a way, a vlog is a way to like give, I don't want to say like give back, but like give back to your subscribers. It's a way for you to like, just like for those people that care and those are the best people that, you know, is that to, to do vlogs, you know? So I think it's, it's kind of like a labor of love in a way, in a way to like give back to your subscribers. It's a way of building a community. Do I advise everybody to like take up a vlog series? Like, no, because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of extra. You have to, you have to, you know, get everyone on board, whoever's, you know, around you. But if, if you are doing it, I'd say it's, it's a, it's a great way to just kind of build subscriber loyalty. It's not going to build your channel in the way of, no. of, of subscribers or views, but it'll build loyalty. It does. And mm-hmm. that's, it's one of my most important things that I think. And if you are starting a, a YouTube channel and you're trying to figure out why you're trying to find your voice, these are struggles we all have. And mm-hmm. um, I've always loved, and this is going to sound cheesy, I mean, I always loved people. I went to school for psychology, got my degree in psychology, sociology, then went to law school because I wanted to help people. Those are helping professions. Yeah. So I... I love my subscribers. I mean, I send my subscribers things. I am friends with my subscribers. They are like, we talk on text. We talk on Snapchat. We are connected and not every single one, but like some of my most loyals from back in the day. I mean, we're friends. So for me to just say like, Oh, you know, only 500 people watch my vlogs. You know, it is not about the numbers for me because it's that loyalty. It really does. They get it. They get emotional, emotionally attached to you. Mm -hmm. And if you can, tap into someone's emotional um, side, you know, that that's, it's, it's, that's golden. Yeah. The feelings are what people, um, use a lot of times to say like, do I want to watch her video? Well, Mm -hmm. you know, all 
I love Kimberlea. You know, I want to watch her video. I mean, it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's yeah. I, I, it's, it's I totally, fulfilling. you know, I to, I totally agree. And I think that's like, I think that's, that's really, really great. Well, I hope you are enjoying the interview. I'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor for this episode, and that is Fashion Nova. And for all of you fashion bloggers and Instagrammers and YouTubers out there that love to talk about the latest trends, that love to show off some of the latest fashions, you need to check out the online retailer Fashion Nova. They are extremely affordable. They have a ton of styles, and they do styles every single day. And they quality is excellent for the price. I've been sporting some great stuff, some really cute rompers, some tops, even on my six and a half month pregnant body. Um, They also have a plus size line as well. So definitely check them out. I have a promo code Erica20 for 20% off your order. And that's Erica with a K. And also, if you are an influencer and you like to connect with Fashion Nova, email them at PR at fashionnova.com and tell them that I sent you for a chance to work with the brand. Now back to the interview. You know, you're, to, oh, you're talking about like you're, you, you rebranding and basically. Yes. Yes. And exactly. so coming up with categories and doing that whole thing. And I think, and you're just, in the, you're just doing that right now. I am. I just started that this month and it's, uh, my website's been revamped, but it's not totally finished yet. So there's like buttons that don't work on there right now, yeah, but yeah. Um, my brand is pretty much rebranded. And then um, what I was going to say, and I keep saying, um, is that you may lose subscribers when you change a direction, but you know, what's more important. And I, I can't stress this enough is doing what you really, really love to do because you're going to find, like I just said, if you love collecting rocks, there's going to be a million people like collecting rocks. Mm-hmm. So just hold true to it. And if you lose, you'll gain more loyal and awesome people who want to be there. So just keep it in mind and don't see it as, you know, you're a slacker or a loser or your channel sucks. I've lost and gained over, you know, the course of these two years, I've lost and gained. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, just hang on. Yeah, and, and and for those of you that you know, I know listen to to the podcast and a, a lot of I have great great audience. They listen tune in every week. A few weeks ago, I had Theodore Leaf on the show, and he had a really interesting transition where he had like a really successful uh, channel all doing hair, and he did hair like here in LA, and he's such a cool guy. And then wow. he was like, "Do you know what? I'm like super over this. I'm like super over hair." He had amazing opportunities. Like he got to be on network television. He worked with Michelle wow. Vaughn, like, and then he's like, I'm just not into doing hair anymore. And then he completely switched his entire channel about cooking and lifestyle. And wow. so if anyone hasn't listened to his episode and want to kind of um, hear another story similar to that, then then definitely check that one out. But I'm checking that one out. Yeah, right he's, he's, he's so cool. He's here in LA. He's, 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 so he's, cool. he's a delight. But anyway, so, um, okay, so then you, so from, so you had quit your job and then you got, you focused on your channel in the sense that you um, started doing these kind of like other videos, like the pop socket and then other types of videos. And then that kind of like creeped you, you worked with Roberto and then that kind of creeped you up to like 40,000 subscribers. Yeah, it okay. did. And I, I did some other videos like the uh, what's on my iPhone. And for whatever reason, technology, you know, it's not, technology is a big deal. And Huge, yeah, and I love all everything. I always buy everything. I bought the Snapchat mm. glasses before they came out and you know, like all this stuff. So 
when people, if someone's excited about something like best fiends worked with me and I, I did a sponsor video for them and it was produced what is it? amazingly best fiends, like the um, game on your iPhone. Oh, see, um, I, I, I'm so like not into any of that stuff at all. That's why I'm like, that's what so is that? <laughs> <laughs> so these are the videos that have really gained me, you know, more of a following. Because yeah. They saw those videos. They saw that video and it was produced really well. I mean, if you're going to pay me, I'm going to do <laughs> 10 times better than what I do when I just put out my own stuff. Yeah. But, um, that video did really well and people just really liked it. So then I gained a lot of subscribers awesome. from that. And from my parody video, I did a couple of parody videos that gained me, um, my funny side has gained me some love. So, uh, you know, you just never know where they're coming from. And that's the, the hardest part is trying to kind of figure out the direction in your voice. And I've, oh man, I was struggling with that even last month, crying to myself and, oh, I don't know what I want to do with my channel. And it's so hard. And, but I wanted to say that, um, I attended a two day, 12 hour a day, YouTube, um, business acceleration program last month, I think it was. Oh. And I got invited to it from YouTube. I was one of the smallest channels, which really intrigued me. Cause I'm like, why did you pick me? Yeah. Um, but they randomly select you, but not really because I noticed that none of our channels were the same out of mm. like the hundred people that were there. So random, but not randomly chosen. And I learned from them. There was a person just like you kind of talked about. Theodore was his name. Yeah, the Theodore. One, he, mm-hmm. he uh, there was a similar channel. It was, um, he, what did he do? He did uh, gaming. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he was a gaming channel mm-hmm. and he was Hispanic gaming channel. And he was, you know how big gaming channels are and oh Hispanic God. channels are. Yeah. Okay. Did he, was so it a Spanish? Was, like, was it a Spanish one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a Spanish gaming channel that did, I mean, I don't even know. I think he had over half a million subscribers, mm. but, um, I don't know his name or anything, but the bottom line is YouTube was telling us, um, that he decided cause the, the class I was in was called rebrand yourself. Okay. And, um, that's why I was there. So I wanted to rebrand my channel and they told us the story. He was just like your friend um, or fellow creator. He didn't want to do gaming anymore. He wasn't oh passionate about gosh. it. But he had this channel where he was making a living and, you know, mm. he had sponsors and all this stuff. And he wanted to do men's fashion in English. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> that audience is probably not going to convert. <laughs> so he ended up losing overnight like 100,000 subscribers. Oh my gosh. Poor and guy. he said, I don't care. Yeah. Do not care. And now I wish I, I got to get the name of his channel. And if I do, I will tell you. And then you can, you know, put it wherever you put those informative things. Yeah. And the show um, notes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll ask you. I'm going to YouTube tomorrow night. So I will ask them who this person yeah, is. Yeah. Because I'm interested. Maybe, anyways, I'll, maybe I'll have yeah. him on the show. <laughs> I know. I was like, apparently his channel blew up from there. And now he has either the same massive following or a bigger one. But he lost almost all of his subscribers oh because God. he changed directions. And, you know, it's just something to be learned from it because he never gave up. And he was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I love what I do. I'm an entertainer. I'm creative. I'm fashionable. Like this is what I'm going to do. And I'm passionate about it. And other people are going to see that. And he started from scratch. Basically, he just, he didn't even, he basically, he put one video out saying, Hey guys, if you want to unsubscribe now, this is where my videos are going. And boom, he just, and here's the thing with that though, is I feel like, cause you, you talk, you hear about like, and completely different industry, like, like business owners and like millionaires and stuff like that, how like they can go bankrupt a bunch of times, but then they can make a ton of money again. And it's like, once you have the idea and the sense and the skill set to be able to build up a huge channel like that, um, granted it's, you know, it's, it's hard to start over, but you know, kind of, obviously there's something about him. There's something that he's did that warranted that success. So like, 
for him to transition over to something different, he had kind of the basic fundamentals and he knew how to like create, I'm assuming, you know, create that kind of channel. I think the same thing was with Theodore too, because his channel was really successful as well. And so it's, it's kind of like starting over, but it isn't because you have all that experience and you have all that ability and you have that talent that you're just bringing over and just making a, you know, making just different content. Right, exactly. So, and you have to be passionate. If you're, it's so much work, and it's so God. It I mean, is. Oh my and, God. It, and not only that is that it's like you, like in the normal corporate day to day, like you can still make a lot of money and do good at a job and not be passionate about it. But with YouTube, you can't because you are you are your product in a way. You are there. Your energy is radiating on the screen, and like you have to be passionate about what you're doing. You it's can't true. like coast a YouTube channel and be like oh, da 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 because people will sense that in a in a second. That's exactly why I wanted to stop doing some of the videos I was doing. Yeah, and that's like why mic- I wanted to transition mm-hmm. into things that I care about most because people are going to see that and it's very magnetic. And when yeah. people can see, and that's why my pop sockets videos have done really well. I mean, if you look, there's hundreds of thousands. I mean, there's so many pop sockets videos out there. Oh, really? People do them every day. Mm-hmm. There's tons of creators that make them, but, um, my thumbnails are really well branded. Mm-hmm. So if you look, you're going to know those are my videos. I mean, right at the look of, you know, you just look on YouTube, you're like, oh, there's Kimberly again. So they're very well branded. And of course, I'm a personality. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing, like your personality and you should keep it and you're unique and you're different. And that's what you need to just go with. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be like, you know, don't try to be like Carly Bible. Don't try to be like mm-hmm. Jenna Marbles. Like just be you. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. It's so hard. But I know it is. It's hard, but you, you've got to you've got to embrace it. And being you is being yourself on camera, but also embracing the things that you're interested in and creating exactly. videos that bring that out of you where you don't have to force it. That's exactly where I was going with it. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, when you force it, it just doesn't feel right. And people are not going to get the same, no. I don't know, pull. Yeah, like, people, people won't want to watch. They'll yeah. just next. Um, all right. So then, um, okay. So I'm like, I have, we're like going, I feel like I could talk to you like forever. Cause you have so I know, many sorry, interesting I'm, I've got you on here a while. Oh no, it's, it's good. This is great for me. I love it. I can talk forever about this. So, um, you know, one of the questions that I always ask people too, is that, and I feel like you might've answered it, but in case there's anything else yeah. is that, was there ever, because you know, at that point you, you gained a couple, um, in a couple months up to 40,000. Now you're up to like 90,000 two years later. Um, other than what we talked about was there any kind of tipping point for your channel like any um, collaboration or video that kind of took your channel to that next level or did we already Uh kind of cover that I haven't done any collaborations yet I did do well that's not true my best friend um she's also a youtuber we met through youtube her name's valerie her channel is blush diaries and we we did a video once and this was so funny because it was like totally on a whim and actually did really well it was the 99 cents makeup store challenge or whatever that was mm-hmm. um and i i feel bad because i was like hey can we put this on my channel and it was i mean it was my idea but i was mm-hmm. like hey can we put this on my channel and end up doing really well and when i say really well i don't know it might have been like fifty thousand in a few i don't know but um i gained some momentum from that just because people had never seen me before and when it was a trending topic uh, you know, when something's trending, oh, yeah. new, new people see it. So it was one of those videos. And I've gained a lot from like my Kylie, um, real or fake. Like, by the mm. way, just so people know, I got an infection on my lip because of that stuff. So, um, I'm glad that it got me some subscribers because it gave me some pain. So, um, <laughs> I did the like Kylie birthday collection, real versus fake. The fake stuff I, gave you an infection or the real yeah. stuff? 
no the fake oh China. God, stuff's like oh is there so many like uh, bad chemicals yeah. and stuff in there like do not yeah i no. know so don't but um i never promoted the the link where i got it or anything because they didn't want you know it's not really allowed on youtube anyway but yeah. i wanted people to know like this stuff is it's not, not good. good but those videos just you know that was another turning point that was eight months ago so eight months ago yeah, that's when my tr- channel started really growing from um, the forty to the eight um, to the ninety. What so was the, those, the ninety-nine cent one, or and the the Kylie um, ones? Well, yeah, the Kylie one and like some of those trending ones, like the musically oh, the one. Okay. Yeah, like the trending, the musically one was trending, and it has like one hundred eighty thousand views, and then um, the Kylie one has like over a hundred thousand. So just it's really funny, but like they come from everywhere because you do a video and you're going if you if you have a hundred thousand views, you know maybe maybe 50 people subscribed, mm-hmm. but you, you just, unless you really dig through your analytics, you yeah. have to go back and see what was doing well. But it was around that time, eight months ago, when I started growing from the 40 to the 90. So in those, in those eight months too. So, um, from the last, from like July or August, I don't know, somewhere around there till now I've grown even more. So it's just, it's that momentum too. You know, people see you have subscribers, yeah. so they subscribe. Were you deliberate about those trending videos when you started doing them? I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. So I I saw that those things were getting popular, so I hurried up and went out and bought them or did them, and, um, and they did well. So I was like, yes. How did you decide which ones to do? Um, how did I decide which ones to do? Well, I'm a big uh, consumer of things. I mean, I'm sure we all are, but I love, you know, shopping, shopping, trying new things. Yeah, I saw that the Kylie Cosmetics was doing really well. Um, and I was like, you know, I gotta try these Kylie Cosmetics. So I can't lie. I went on, you know, wish.com and like Alibaba, AliExpress. And I was just like, oh my gosh, they have Kylie on here for like a dollar. Mm. And so I bought a whole bunch of them and actually... I only saw a few videos out that were the real versus fake the way that I was doing it. Mm-hmm. But I said, this is going to be big mm-hmm. because people the Kylie are so or the real versus fake, the Kylie real versus mm-hmm. fake because mm-hmm. people were so obsessed with it that I know they were trying to get their hands on it for a dollar. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, why totally. Hey, $50. Will, will you pay a dollar? Hell yeah. So, so like I just knew it was going to do well and they did. And, I got to show my funny side, my pretty side, my, you know, so it was just mm-hmm. a good kind of video for me to do because I'm funny and I'm cute and mm-hmm. I kind of have a, a good way of speaking. So I was showing them something and informing them. So it was everything I like to do. And I think that showed. So did a few of those. Yeah. The real versus fake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and a good I put one. Them on my lips. A lot of people don't do that. Like I put them on my lips. Mm. So that was sort of the way I promoted the video. I said, swatched on my lips. Because, mm. you know, people are afraid yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wash it off afterwards. Ugh. Yeah, I <laughs> took my lip off when I did that. Oh, except you got an infection, right? You said you got an I infection? Did. Oh, my I God. I got this contact dermatitis thing on my lip and stuff so oh my god that, that's that's so bad so um okay and then what about struggling is there anything that you've really struggled with um kind of during your youtube journey yeah there's a lot of things i struggle with but i think the thing that i've struggled with most is comparing myself to others um yeah that, you know, that's so easy to do and hard yeah, to like yeah not do. <laughs> It's just, it's hard. And, and you have to be really thankful that you're even, if you even have 
the bravery to do YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I think we forget that it's something hard and it's something where you have to put yourself on the line. And I think a lot of us just compare ourselves and I have a habit of doing that as well. And I literally had to do a digital detox about a month and a half ago because I had to stop consuming. I just had to cut, stop consuming other people's content yeah. because it started skewing my passions. Mm-hmm. It's like, should I do a, I don't know, it was like some random video. Like, should I do a boyfriend does my voiceover? No, because that's not in character with who I am. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to do that? Like, I cannot keep creating content that everybody else is doing just because I think that I should do it too. Um, so I had to just get away from it all. And I think comparing yourself is just, it's poison. And you just got to take those breaks to just focus on you and what you really want to do. So I struggle with that a lot. And even my own friends, they have hundred thousands of subscribers and I'm sort of just, you know, creeping up on a hundred thousand. And I'm always like, Oh gosh, what if I go over a hundred and then I go back down? Like I'm like, you know, it's just these yeah. like fears that I have and, um, it's okay though. You know, we're all on a different journey. So how did you kind of overcome that? Like where, where was it where you decided, you know, I really, this is bad and I'm spending too much time comparing myself. And then really you decided to do that detox. Like I, I actually vlogged the detox and I have not put it up. And I, it's something that I'm hoping I get the courage to do because, you know, you're going to see me crying. You're going to see me talking about issues with YouTube. You're going to mm-hmm. see me getting upset and it's not something I usually post, but I think it's important for creators. It's the only reason I would really post it. And just for people to see everyday struggles that YouTubers have, because everybody thinks we're perfect. We're the best life. We get things for free and we're still human. Yeah, the so, thing is, is because a lot of people can pick and choose exactly what they what they show. You know, they don't right, show exactly. they they don't show the good, bad, and the ugly. Just the good, yeah, and the good and the better. <laughs> exactly, mm-hmm. and I I got you know I get a lot of hate comments, but I have so many phrases and words blocked that people can't use in my channel. So mm. um, I don't always see everything, and thank goodness I don't because I would probably not Wear like it very much. Yeah, but. I remember it was one night and, um, I don't know, just one of those days where everybody seemed to be having success and like everybody seemed to be telling me they were doing well. And you know what? Those are, um, those are good times in your life because you have the choice to be better or bitter about it. Mm. And I was finding myself being bitter, like not wanting my friends to succeed kind of attitude, like kind of scoffing when they were telling me. And I said, you know what? There's something wrong with me today. I, I, that I don't like this. I don't like what's coming from me. Um, and I also got a really bad comment that night and it hurt my feelings. And, um, it's just about me looking transgender and I did a video about it, but, um, people just kept saying like, are you a transgender? Are you transgender? And I, it's not even that I take offense to it because I commend people who, you know, will change their life in the course of life over how they feel about themselves and who they are. I mean, that's commendable in itself. That's not why I get upset, but just the constant beating me up about things about my physical appearance when I'm not even doing beauty videos, yeah. like I would be, talking, be talking about, you know, nails and someone has to come in like you, your face is ugly. And like, yeah. you're like, that's what you got out of that video. <laughs> yeah, All the work and energy. And that's what you have to say. Thanks. <laughs> so I just started thinking like, wow, you know, I went to school I have a doctorate degree and people are just thinking I'm a piece of crap and maybe I am, you know, maybe I should just stop doing YouTube and maybe I should just go do something else where people will appreciate me. And then I realized that I'm looking at one comment out of the thousands of people who tell me that I'm inspiring, that they want to start a channel because of me, that they got a pop socket because of me, that they look forward to seeing my videos, that they skip class, like all these other things. And I'm looking at one negative comment and I just said to myself, I need to take a break, but not a break from posting. 
because I don't think that that was necessary. I had to take a break from consuming content from other people. Yeah. And I just, I just felt like it was time. I mean, I've been doing it for two years almost. And, um, I just felt like I needed to take a breather and find myself. And that's when I, this is so funny, but I swear to, you know, Google knows everything like Google. Yeah. And that like freaked me out. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like it's like listening to you talk because it is like, it definitely it yeah. has to. Yeah. It has to be because, you know, that was the week I started. I was like writing all these messages to my friends like, oh, I want to rebrand my channel. I want to rebrand my channel. Rebrand, rebrand. And all of a sudden, and I kid you not, the week I decided to go on the digital detox, that was the week that Google reached out to me and was like, we want you to come rebrand your channel at YouTube and take this 12 hour thing. And I'm like, what? Oh my God. Like, how did you know? Like, that's creepy. Yes. And creepy. <laughs> they knew. They knew. And <laughs> Since then, I've been so much more confident. And that was the week I was doing digital detox. So coincidentally, I was at YouTube for two days for 12 hours meeting amazing successful experts from YouTube. And it was like, this is what I needed. It was like a godsend. Like it was just crazy. So I've learned so much. And now I'm ready to, you know, rebrand my channel. And then my next little journey is I want to um, start helping other creators. So that's going to be a little spinoff thing that I'm going to do. And, um, I hope that I can help them with struggling the way I have. Well, that wraps up part one. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure that you tune in next week on Thursday to listen to part two. And if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any of the episodes and you don't miss out on part two next week. And don't forget to check out our sponsor, fashionnova.com for all their amazing and affordable styles. All right, guys, I will see you next week. Well, that's it. That's our episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. And if you stayed this long, do me a huge, huge favor and leave a review on iTunes. Five stars would be amazing. It helps more than you know, helping other people find the Beauty and the Vlog podcast. Also, make sure you check out beautyandthevlog.com for all the show notes for this episode. And if you're not a part of the Beauty and the Vlog family on our Facebook group, Make sure you join for lots of support, collaborations, and questions and answers for anything related to being a content creator on YouTube. This is Erica, and I will see you next week.